0: This is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends, because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. 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 Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. Walter, Walter. Oh, here we go. Armed American Radio's monster cast. Your week isn't over. Your week is just beginning. I love it. I love helping you start your week. I love this day. Today is the day we wait for all week. We go through the Armed American Radio Daily Defense. And we build up for this broadcast, Armed American Radio's Monster Cast, on hundreds of radio stations around the nation. Welcome on board with me. I am Mark Walters. We are in the Car Firearms Group studios on this one very powerful Sig Sauer Platinum microphone, and X Insurance presents it all every single day. Greg, over in Dallas, Texas, the practice is working. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, Mark, over in Georgia. <laughs> well, there we go. The, <laughs> we've both been standing in front of mirrors all weekend practicing those lines that's not true i hope he hasn't but uh, no I, god no why would i do that? nor have i greg would you be so kind before we go to our guest and tell everybody where they can watch this show as long as they're not driving and they're somewhere they can do that safely please
1: chirp just head on over to armedamericanradio.org dot org in the top right hand corner you're gonna see three little hash marks just give those a slap and when that window opens up select that watch live option Uh, If you're doing something important and you can't watch while you are doing that, well, we have a Listen Live link right above Watch Live. Click that, and you'll see two subsequent links pop open. One's going to be for the Monday through Friday daily defense broadcast, and the other is for this broadcast right here, the Sunday Monster Cast. If you've missed a previous episode and you want to get caught up, well, the podcast link is right above Listen Live. Head over there and catch up on anything you may have missed. Uh, if you're a big fan of the show and you want to support some merch, well, head on down to our shop link at the bottom of all of these links and head over there and pick up something nice for yourself. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram
0: messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. And we are monitoring that chat. So uh, if you've got something interesting to say, don't hold back. We may get to it at some point during the program. We do that from time to time. Okay, guys, let's get started here. Before I go to my guest, uh, we're going to go to Mexico first, believe it or not. Mexico, man, what's going on in Mexico? Let's start with the Peace Summit 2023. Now, I want you to listen to this carefully. Peace Summit 2023. I didn't know we were at war with Mexico. The destinies of the U.S. and Mexico, as well as our movements for social and environmental justice, are inextricably intertwined. Did you hear that? as well as our movements for social and environmental justice. This is, this is going to read like a who's who of globalist, elitist, social justice warriors here in the United States, and you would be right if you felt that way. Ending regional violence and success in handling cross-border challenges. Now, it's hard to even get through the first sentence. Regional violence and cross-border challenges are one and the same and all brought to you by a lawless border because of an administration that leaves the border open. Hence why we have regional violence and cross-border challenges. It is really remarkable when you go through this line by line. Like migration, human rights, inequality, fair and sustainable economic development, and of course, dangerous gun traffic requires the participation and engagement of civil society movements on both sides of the border. Joining me to talk about this and a host of other things for the hour is Parkland Dad, Ryan Petty. Ryan, welcome to the program, my friend. You've got a great piece on BearingArms.com about this. But let's start with that Peace Summit 2020, 2023 website that instigates all of this. And let's go down a couple of the rabbit holes. How you doing, my friend?
1: Great to be here, Mark, and great to be with you. Yeah, where do we start?
0: let's start at the peace summit 2023 i think i i I debated whether or not to go to your article first in bearing arms but because it was based on the peace summit itself and all of the tentacles that it has i chose to start with something from that website i hope uh, i I hope you feel i'm going the right direction with that
1: i i I think you are look um, this is i found out about this because um, one of the participants in this peace summit is an organization called Newtown uh, Action Alliance, uh, headed by uh, a woman named Poe Murray, who happens to live in Florida. But uh, anyway, she's blocked me on Twitter because uh, uh, you'll you'll remember some weeks back she uh, she flat out said that uh, that I wanted more children to die in schools. yeah um, and because I'm pro-second amendment so so we we uh we had an exchange on twitter uh she has blocked me but of course everybody shares little snippets of what poe's doing and i turn around this week and i see Poe's out in mexico when she's posting pictures and she's had a meeting with the atf in mexico
0: the atf oh stop right stop for that, just a second let's make that clear uh, yep. ryan you're you're jumping ahead of me just a little bit and that's because i wanted to go to the atf we have this in see great minds think alike ladies and gentlemen ask yourself the question what is the atf doing in mexico thanks for bringing that up that's one of the tentacles go ahead ryan sorry
1: it is one of the tentacles so i see this and i think well why would she be doing that and then i scroll down a little bit further and i see that uh I see that she's attending something called the Peace Summit. And so I start to dig into that, and I read the same thing that you read a moment ago, and it was a who's who of leftist organizations, Center for American Progress, Code Pink, SEIU, Black Lives Matter Canada, hmm. yeah. March for Our Lives, you know, the list goes on. And I said, okay, wait a minute, so what are what are they talking about? And, you know, when you read the Peace Summit site, a lot of it talks about, you know, they use the terms, the cross-border issues, migration, immigrant rights, those kinds of things. But in there, they've mixed in gun control. And so I, I started to dig into this Peace Summit a little bit, and I started to look back at the website of this organization a few months ago, and these gun control groups weren't listed as participants. They're late entries into this Peace Summit, but it seems as if they've co-opted it. And so I wanted to understand why. First of all, what are they trying to do? Why are they interested in this peace summit and, and these border issues? And, and why are they late uh, latecomers to the party, so to speak? And so as I started to dig into this, this is, this is where it starts to un, unravel a bit. But the reality of this is, Mark, and we can dig into this deeper, Mexico has been unable and incapable of controlling its own border – and controlling the illicit cartels that terrorize its population. And rather than being able to deal with that problem, they've chosen to blame their neighbor to the, the north, the United States of America, for their problems in governing governing their own country. And that's what it boils down to. And our, now we have United States citizens, members of these gun control organizations that have traveled across the border to collaborate with a foreign government, in my view, to subvert the Constitution of the United States of America. And I, I couldn't believe that they would stoop any lower than they already do. But this, this is beyond belief, and I had to write it up.
0: Well, I'm glad you did, and we're going to cover it in great detail. A couple things. Uh, when you say, I couldn't believe they'd stoop as far as they did or as low as they did, I've said the same thing. And you know what? They're going to stoop lower. I, I don't know how they're going to do it. But at some point, Ryan, you and I will be having a chat privately and on air about, hey, remember when we said they couldn't get any lower than what they did in Mexico? Well, they did it. It's coming. We know, we know that's going to happen. So let's start with this as we get ready to take a break. I, can t- I know we're going we're gonna to hear that from, uh, from Greg in just a second. But this is clearly a deflection fra- by the Mexican government that was handed to them, I believe, handed to them, by the American gun prohibitionist lobby, the gun grabbers in this country. When Mexico saw that American gun grabbers wanted to involve themselves in this peace summit 2023, I think the Mexican government probably wiped the sweat off their brow and went, oh, man, this is a great opportunity for us to deflect everything with these groups coming down. Why, ladies and gentlemen? Because as you heard just, Ryan just mentioned, we're talking about the cartel violence. Mexico can't, get it, can't, can't can't get it under control. Not only can they not get it under control – They're on the take, Ryan, to the tune of billions in bribes at the highest levels of their government. The cartel is controlling Mexico. And there's not I mean, just before we go to the break, is that not am I am I on the right path here? Let's let's be real here. You you are. So there's there's three kinds of politicians,
1: I think, in, in Mexico. Right. There's the there's the politicians that are on the take from the cartel They're They're complicit and profiting from the illicit activities of the cartel there's a group of politicians that would probably do the right thing but they're they're either afraid or or can't um or become later on the take and then there's a third group that are just absolutely inept all
0: right when we come back from this break we're going to continue the conversation with ryan petty we are going to dig deeper into this and we'll tell you some of what was discussed and ask you to think about why they're there We'll be back. Don't go away. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show indeed. I am Mark Walters, of course, filling your prescription for freedom today in these Car Firearms Group studios here on this very powerful Sig hour microphone being heard on hundreds of outlets around the nation, all of it presented by X-Insurance. If you're watching the video stream, you can thank Daniel Defense, and you can thank Lead Slingers for that. We'll talk more about our partners coming up, but I would ask you to go out of your way to support them. You can visit all of them at armedamericanradio.com, armedamericanradio.com. Support them, please. They've earned it. They've been supporting us for a long time, many, many years in many cases And it's why we're able to do this every single day, six days a week, on the nation's airwaves, fighting for the right to keep and bear arms. It is incredibly important that we support them for supporting your right, our right, my right, all of our right to keep and bear arms. I'm talking with Ryan Petty, Parkland dad. And Ryan, I'm going to go back before we get cracking here, back to this Peace Summit 2023. And as we come back from breaks, I'm going to read just a couple paragraphs or a couple sentences, I should say. Of a few of these paragraphs for listeners paragraph number two we are living in a pivotal and urgent moment in both Mexico and the United States from rising gun violence political exclusion and disenfranchisement worsening repression of migrants and expanding environmental and climate driven crises the need for action reform and political activism is now people of color across the borders share a history of oppression and resistance that bring us closer than what we think. Ryan, is the world falling apart like I'm hearing about it in this nonsense, or is it just another way to further their activism?
1: It's just a way to further their activism, and it's all part of um, it's all part and parcel of the what the left does, right? Which is to paint a picture of hopelessness and despair, to deny that we live in the greatest country that has ever existed on on this planet at the greatest time in human history with literally, I mean, think about what we're doing on the radio right now. I'm right. calling in on a, on a phone. I've got access to more information than any human being has ever had in, in you know, in, in the history of civilization. And to the left, because they can't control it, they, they want to try to teach a, or tell us and teach our kids, that we live somehow in this evil society that's full of inequity, full of problems. Uh, the planet's going to blow up. Things are going to get too cold or too hot. Ice is melting too quickly. And and <laughs> government and they, in spe- you know, specifically have the prescription to solve all of these things. And it's 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 idiotic. It's um, it's a denial of reality. But again. For leftists, they, they create their own reality, their own distorted view of reality anyway, and then, of course, they've got the prescription for how to how, to, how we should all live right in that reality that they're, that they're
0: creating what's interesting to me, let'm go back and read another line here, uh, because this sounds to me well let me read it first that both Mexico and the u s will have critical national elections in 2024, the time to build united inclusive political power is now it sounds to me like they want the border wiped out they just no sovereign border no sovereign nation we're all just one big global happy family living in a utopia where unicorns fart fairy dust everybody can all get along you know look if it weren't so frightening ryan it would be utterly laughable but these people are funded by multi billionaires And notice that the gun words were thrown at the end of these sentences, right? That didn't seem to be their main cause, but they throw it in there just to try to make a point so that they can stick their fingers into it. Because why, if they can't get their fingers into it, here's where I'm going with this. And I want your answer to this flat out bluntly. Our Second Amendment stands in the, globalist, uh, in the globalist movement's way, doesn't it? They can't take over the world as long as we're armed, can they?
1: They cannot, and they are trying to position this on a global uh, platform as a human rights issue, the right to live, the right to life, as they call it. Um, and so the second amendment stands in contrast in their view to a fundamental human right to be alive. Now they, they have to, this is that reality distortion field that I was talking about that they create where, where everyone, if guns didn't exist, crime wouldn't exist. Well, we, we know that's not how things work. We've seen the examples of, of the crime statistics in Australia. We've seen what's happened in the UK. Um, we know that criminals love an, a disarmed victim. That's their favorite target. And they, but they've got this idea that there's some utopia will be created if they can just fundamentally change, as Barack Obama was famous for saying, fundamentally change the United States and bring it in line with the globalist agenda: no borders, uh, you know, single world government. Uh, is, where, is where they'd like to go, and they'd, mm-hmm. like, they'd like to remake the United States in their vision.
0: All right, well, why don't they just come out and say that? You know, look, we're beating around the bush here. I've been reading a couple of these paragraphs, and the fact of the matter is that is what they're saying without coming out and saying it. Why are they afraid to tell us that when, look, we already know it's not that big of a secret? Why, why won't they just come out and tell us? Why won't they say it? What are they afraid of?
1: Now, I think there's a percentage of the population, Mark, that understand, like you and I do, what they mean when they say that you, they use the words and the euphemisms that they use. Uh, but there's a whole large, large portion of the United States population that I think is, look, we want to live our lives. We want to get up, go to work. We want to have, We want to raise our kids. Uh, we want to do that in relatively you know, relative peace, we want to go to the the ball game on the weekend. We want to watch our favorite programs. You know, it's it's uh we want to live life. And these folks if they were to come out and say, "Look, we want to abolish the United States as it exists today and replace the constitution with something written in you know, at the UN or or the uh, you know, some other globalist organization." Um, and we'll we'll manage everything and we'll take care of you. I think they know that the reaction to that by the majority, far more than the majority. I would say eighty, ninety percent of the United States population would look at that and say, yeah. "No way, you're not taking away my constitutional rights. We're focused on the Second Amendment, but there's plenty of folks that like the Fourth Amendment, the First Amendment, you know, generally like to be a free a free people and that's why i say their perspective is so distorted that they, they really looked back in history and understood it and understood the natural state of man is to live in a under a tyrannical power that limit its its authority and its control of mm-hmm. the population and what we have in the united states and what we've given to the rest of the world in many cases as a gift is a blueprint for freedom and that is the it is limited government. It is, it is explicitly saying the government does not have the power to do these things, and that we, as free people, the power resides in us and not in the government. And that is an unusual state of human history. Anathema and you don't understand that
0: to the globalist agenda. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read you another read you mm-hmm. another paragraph, and I'm I, you're smart enough to figure it out. But I'm going to tell you what it means, even though you'll get it but it's critical that you hear it. Ryan Petty, Parkland Ad stays with mm-hmm. me. Two more segments. We'll be back right after this. Do not go away. It's Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker. And you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Wichita's Big Talker, KQAM. We love you guys, and we love Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason. Thank you, Andy, for the rejoin. We appreciate that. X Insurance is presenting all of this to you today here in the Car Firearms Group Studios. Six hour mic booming all across the country, all four corners of the nation, including Mexico and Canada, by the way. Yes. Brought to you by X-Insurance, and if you're watching the video screens, it's Daniel Defense and Lead Slingers. More about our partners coming up. Let me go back to Ryan Petty, but before I do that, I want to read you something. As I said before the break, more than 50 organizations from Mexico and the United States under the leadership of—now pay careful attention to this, ladies and gentlemen—Global Exchange are organizing a unique and timely initiative, the Peace Summit, to expand political access and build political power for those— currently left out and left behind, and then in parentheses, youth, migrants, indigenous communities, and more, and to make their demands for human rights, justice, democracy, and peace in the region heard. Now, we've heard peace, 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 and uh, Ryan, I don't recall... Right. And that we're not at peace with Mexico other than the, you know, what's going on at the border. But it's not a war for crying out loud. I mean, we could look at it that way. But in the sense of declared war, we are at peace with Mexico. What they're trying to do, in my estimation, is make you and me irrelevant and literally take over this nation. They are stating it without coming out and saying it. And again, I'm going to ask you, ladies and gentlemen, think about it in these terms as i ask you every single week what is it about their agenda that requires your disarmament well you just heard part of it ryan would you comment on that please
1: yeah i mean look this yeah this peace summit would have been troubling in and of itself but the late addition of the gun control activists
0: and specifically
1: uh some of some of the groups that were that were listed here uh at the end you know women against gun violence change the wrath global action on uh, on gun violence and Newtown Action Alliance. These are groups that were added, uh, well, at least since October, based on my research. Um, and and the point was, you know, I, look, Mark, I wrote this piece because, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm a journalist. <laughs> I uh, This was interesting to me. I thought this was something that uh, those of us that care about the Constitution of the United States and the Second Amendment in particular would be interested in knowing. I'm I'm really hopeful that a a more seasoned and experienced and well-funded journalist will pick this story up <laughs> and ask the, the questions we're asking tonight, which is, who funded this? Why was it funded? And what were the agendas of the participants that sat behind here? When I looked at the pictures of who attended, I didn't see some of these other groups up here uh, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know who all the participants are. I didn't see them. What I saw were the gun control activists. Well, you know... It, and they were sitting there... You, you, uh, you, sorry, you, Mark. They were sitting there talking with Mexican government officials. Now, these are U.S. citizens yeah. collaborating with Mexican government officials to subvert the Constitution of the United States. That is a big story in my mind.
0: Yeah It's a huge story. And what I was going to say was... ABC, NBC, so you can CBS, MS,DNC, CNN, LOL. Forget it. I didn't hear anything about this on Fox either. I mean, maybe I missed it, Ryan, but I didn't see, you know, and this should be a huge story, particularly because there are extremist groups, and that's what these groups are. They are extremist groups. But, you know, they're in line with the media's, with the media's agenda. So the media doesn't view them as extremist groups. So to bring some type of visibility to this is just going against the grain. It doesn't fit the narrative, particularly the anti-gun portion of this. But look, you know, we're not going to see a real journalist do anything with this. We're going to have a lot of people on our side look at this and talk about it. We are now like we are now, but you're not going to see, excuse me, ABC, NBC or CBS. And the vast majority of Americans, Ryan, as you know, still get their news from the alphabet soup media outlets and they're not going to cover this. And they should be. I, you know, I, yeah. It's sad and pathetic, isn't it?
1: Uh, to me, a group of Americans going down and collaborating yeah, you'd with, think. A fo- with foreign government officials yeah. to subvert the Constitution of the United <laughs> States, I would think that would be interesting to some journalist somewhere. Um, why is this happening? Who's funding it? Why, you know, Why is the focus on gun control? Look, at a minimum, we know that Mexico Mexico is a failed state. Let's just I'm just mm-hmm. going to say it. It's a failed state, right? they the the offic- Mexican officials have been unable unable or unwilling to stop the cartel uh, uh, stop the cartels, right? And so the the movement of drugs across the border to the United States. Let's just take fentanyl. Fentanyl kills three or four times more than guns, right, in the United States. And that's including the suicide deaths and what the gun activists like to call gun deaths, right? You bet. In that number. Fentanyl's killing more people than than all the guns, you know, that they're worried about. But Mexico needs an excuse. These officials that sat there with these American citizens need a scapegoat. And they're using the United States gun industry and manufacturers of retail specifically as that scapegoat, because they can't do their job or won't do their job.
0: Oh, There's the deflection that we were talking about in the first segment. The Mexican government was clearly thrilled when the gun grabbers and the professional prohibitionists in this country got involved. Let's now focus on the ATF. What is the ATF doing there? I, I'm, just correct me if I'm wrong. Same ATF that walked thousands of guns across the border through illegal straw purchases, by forcing gun dealers in the United States to sell guns illegally to straw purchasers who knew those guns were going to go to the cartels and that were used in countless crimes, including the death of Border Agent Brian Terry. That ATF is down there in Mexico talking about what?
1: I. Uh- it, it, the very same ATF, Mark, and I, I'd love to know because before these uh, gun control activists met together with Mexican government officials, they were meeting with U.S. government officials, uh, you know, in Mexico, ostensibly talking about the need for, you know, gun control and the problem with straw purchases. Well, look, I've done a little digging on this, this claim by the Mexican government that they're they're, you know, Hundreds or thousands of straw purchases in the United States. It's simply not. It's simply not true. When you dig into the lawsuits, uh, and there was one uh, that, that uh, a group of uh, five retailers in Arizona that have filed for a, a motion to dismiss this week, that I'm aware of, that they, they the Mexican government says, "Hey, look, some people buy some guns in America, and then they ship them back across the border to, to, to Mexico." They've provided no evidence. No proof, no serial numbers. And let's be honest, what cartel needs to buy a gun in the United States? They've got 50 caliber machine guns down there that they're using. These are military grade weapons. They're not buying these from American gun retailers and shipping them back across the border. These gun control activists, um, I'd like to think they were just duped by the Mexican government. I think they're complicit. They are. I think they're complicit in this whole thing, but they were being used as a prop, and I hope they understand they were being used by a prop by these Mexican government officials to deflect for their own lack of ability to control their territory and their uh, sovereignty, and they're using the United States as an excuse for that in the Second Amendment. It's, it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. But at thirty we have so we have to point this out. We have to explain to people what they're doing and we have to call them out on this nonsense.
0: Well, Ryan, when we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about the lawsuits. That's something that I covered on the program months ago when we found out that Mexico was in fact suing gun dealer or gun dealers and retailers, manufacturers here in the United States. We'll talk a little bit about that because there that's where I think the ATF wants to get involved. We've got a weaponized ATF that's trying to put dealers and the gun industry out of business here in the United States. Might as well add another country to the mix in their front, in their war, on our right to keep and bear arms. That's right. the danger of a weaponized federal government. We'll be back. We have one more segment with Ryan Petty. Don't go away. We're going to continue the conversation. See you on the flip side of the break. It's Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Ah, welcome back, indeed. Car Firearms Group Studios lit up for you. X Insurance presenting all of it. Six-hour Mike on fire, and we appreciate you being here today on hundreds of stations around the nation. Ryan Petty, Parkland Dad, joins me. Ryan, we've got one segment left. I, you know, I, the more I think about this, I actually over prepped with this I've got pages of notes here and I because they're so this is so deep when you start going down the rabbit holes but I I think when I look back and I, I just look at this objectively why are the American gun grabbers here besides the fact they hate this country besides they want the globalist agenda move besides the fact they know they've got an ally in Mexico just south of our border besides the fact they hate our border they want open borders And besides the fact they hate guns, I think it's just a really simple answer. They see this assistance or push and drive with Mexico as one more avenue to put American gun industry out of business. Hence why we have the lawsuits. And that's where I want to go with you now, because you mentioned it in the previous segment. Tell us about the lawsuits in Arizona. Who was trying to get these dismissed? What's going on? Is the Mexican government's got its tentacles involved here, obviously, and the American gun grabbers are helping them out? We've got former presidents of U.S. gun prohibitionist groups that are now lobbying on behalf of the Mexican government against the firearms industry in this country. To me, it's treasonous. But I'll let you take it away.
1: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, Mark. Um, look. There are a number of lawsuits that are going on. I focused on uh, just a subset because there were five firearms retailers in Arizona that were sued by the Mexican government uh, as part of uh, Mexico's theory that uh, these retailers are selling guns to the cartels through, ostensibly through straw purchases, the the Mexican gover- government has never really explained exactly how all of this worked. And they've never even produced evidence that a gun that was purchased in America, you know, we have serial numbers on guns, right? They've never produced one and said, hey, this is the one uh, that was sold by this Arizona store and it ended up being used in a crime in Mexico. But they're alleging that Mexico is suffering from from harm to the tune of 238 billion dollars because of our second amendment rights to keep you know to purchase keep and bear arms and so they've they've sued uh, american gun manufacturers and they've sued american gun retailers in an effort to recover or recoup some of this and i think the gun grabbers look at this and they say exactly as you outlined hey here's another opportunity to make it more difficult for, we, we, we can't get rid of the Second Amendment straight away, but what we can do is make it more difficult, more costly for Americans to exercise their Second Amendment rights. So let's join in. Let's um, let's help the Mexican government sue these retailers out of existence. Fortunately, we have some. Uh, we, we, we've got some good things on our side. The uh, the um, uh, you know protection of lawful commerce. Uh, in arms
0: act under vicious and, attack uh, right now too.
1: Under vicious attack, it'll be interesting to see if the judge accepts this uh, dismissal by these five Arizona gun stores. I think they should do that. The, the Mexican government has produced no evidence to back up their claim that they've suffered, uh, you know, harm to the tune of two hundred thirty-eight billion dollars.
0: Yeah, I want to point out to listeners too. Ryan is an FFL. You are a federally uh, licensed firearms dealer. So you know what you're talking about here. You know how this game is played. And, of course, we all know why they're doing it. You know, I found it interesting, too, China, and I don't think I'm going to have time to cover it tonight. I do have it on the back burner. But China is out now blaming the United States and our Second Amendment for gun violence around the world. Somehow it's all our fault. And I find it interesting when you see Mexico, China, you know, you're going to see more come out now. This is all a concerted effort. And it is really a shame. It's a dereliction of duty. And quite frankly, in my estimation, it's absolutely treasonous that America's media is not involved in this. It is, it is absolutely insane. But I appreciate that article. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Excuse me. gun control activists on American activities on display in Mexico City. You can read that at Bearing Arms. Let's go quickly with the few minutes that we have left because you've also got a great piece. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that piece was put up by Ryan just three days ago. Let me take you back to Michigan. If you Google gun control right now, Ryan, just Google gun control, and you're going to see Michigan this, Michigan wants this, Democrats want this. I mean, just a litany of anti-gun bills, gun control bills, and every group in Michigan now going after guns. And we already know that Governor Whitmer, that was her number one deal before three people were killed at Michigan State. She's ignoring the other gun deaths in the state of Michigan and focusing on Michigan State because the media picks up and runs with it because because they can give it a name. They can call it the Michigan State shooting, but they can't call all the murders in the streets of Detroit the Detroit street murders. It just doesn't work for them. But she's already made it clear when she was reelected that that's her number one focus is more gun control. So this just played right into her so if you look at this, you see all these gun control bills and all this activity coming from Michigan. You wrote a piece about Michigan right on script. Gun control activists use Michigan State University attack to further their agenda. They're all over it. You've got about two minutes. Take it away. Well, look,
1: uh, you know, I, th- th- here's another one that just, you know, as as a father that has lost a, do- a daughter to a school shooting, nothing gets me hotter than when the gun control activists come out immediately, before oh. we even know what happened, before we even know why the shooter did what they did, and and we don't even have the details. In fact, you know Shannon Watts is out here, you know uh, the queen of gun control activists. She's out here dancing on the graves of these Michigan State victims, and it made me angry to see that. But she was calling for a prescription of, of gun control measures, not even knowing what had happened or why it had happened. None of the measures that she was promoting would have done anything. No. She was calling for an assault weapons ban. A few days later, we find out was, assault weapon wasn't even done. You know, it right. wasn't even involved in Michigan State. It was handgun. So, so look, they're, they're a broken record. They do this every single time. And I'm sick and tired of one side of this argument being able to come out and and say here's what we need to do to stop this when we haven't even had it those families haven't even had a chance to mourn the loss of their loved ones yet or find out for themselves what actually happened it makes me angry uh it's disgusting sickening behavior and i don't know why the media allows these gun control activists to get away with it every time
0: because they're in bed with them. Ryan, you are such a powerful voice for the right to keep and bear arms. And you have this microphone. We're going to bring you here frequently, as we often do. And there was a a, a good possibility. I thought that I might be down there with you at AM 860 this weekend. But we will be doing that in the coming weeks because we're going to combine it with an event at a gun shop down there, hopefully in the very, very near future, like in the next three to four weeks or so. We'll keep you posted on that. Ryan Petty, parkland dad who knows a little bit about what he's talking about a hell of a lot more than america's professional gun prohibitionist lobby thank you for being here ryan we appreciate it coming up in the next hour ladies and gentlemen a good one it's going to be a breitbart news solid hour with awr hawkins and that's always a good one we've got a lot to cover with you so don't turn the dial you don't want to miss you just never know what's going to come out of awr's mouth but it's going to be the truth i can tell you that much Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues in the Car Firearms Group studios and the Sig Sauer mic. All of it presented by X Insurance with a solid hour. The Breitbart 20. News Update with Doctor A. W. R. Hawkins. We'll be back at six minutes hour six minutes after the hour on the flip side. Don't turn the dial. We'll be right back.